doesn't even have Sega. She's such a troglodyte. This is the Science Fiction Rating System, the podcast that aims to rank every science fiction film from one to infinity, three films at a time. My name's Sam Draper, and I'm joined, as ever, by Chris Redding. Hello, how's it going? I'm good, thank you. How are you? You're not too bad. Ready to rate? I'm ready to rate. Cool. And Alex Humphrey. Hi there. I've got beer this time, not just water. Oh, what you got? Yeah, I've got a Duff beer. Uh, the legendary. I don't start. <laughs> I don't start booze until the second program. Oh, okay. That's like me. I've, I've got squash for the first pro- first program, then. Um, you uh, can't water. Like the second one. Nah, nah. Straight on. Straight on the hard You're stuff. Sh- straight into the hard stuff. Straight on the Fair Duff. <laughs> So, this week is uh, Dino Week, but before we get to that, we've got breaking news. Wow, um, yes. Controversial breaking news. It's been a, it's been a, a, a rough ride this week in a, yeah. the world of science fiction rating system. Um, it's nearly split the camp apart. Yeah, uh, so basically, we're taking the first three films out of the list. What? Oh, sorry, I did not Bum, bum, bum. So, this is because... Not the top three, the first three we rated. The first three we filmed. So, way back Episode when... Episode one. I'll put a little clip in here. Uh, um, Jurassic Park <laughs> still won, right? Uh, well, yeah. Other people's know. opinions are irrelevant. Someone pointed out to me that we didn't actually re-watch the films for that. Um, and so we were really young. Fair. We were young. We yeah. were unprofessional. We were just, you know, it was all shits and giggles at that point. Now it's Exactly. Serious. Well, it was essentially a pilot and we thought we'd just... Yeah, talk yeah. about Mental films use. we know really well. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah. So because of that, and because films didn't really get a fair shake, uh, Sam hadn't Day. even watched Independence Day, so I think <laughs> if he watched it, he'd never seen it ever, ever in his life. No, that's what I heard. <laughs> yeah, I need to watch it at least fifty times, I think, to be yeah. up to my level of appreciation. Well, at one point, but that's that's now cast into the future the future of pods somewhere mm. in the distance, uh, some anniversary or some some event that'll happen. Yeah. Um, so those so Alien, sorry, not Alien, Jurassic Park, Independence Day, and I forgot what the third film was. Oh, Star, Star Wars, Wars: A New Hope have been cast from the list. So we are back to thirty six films, and this won't happen again because now everything's on a level playing field, yeah. as level as it can be in this sort of uh, setup. But um, so. Just for clarification, or just to the top ten now, the new top yeah. ten, how it looks new now. New top ten. So, number ten is Mars Attacks. Yep. I don't expect it. Number nine is Wally. Um, number eight is Dread. Number seven is Guardians of the Galaxy. Number six is Fifth Element. Now, the top five, the fifth best science fiction of all time is Predator 2. Hell yeah, it is. Uh, number four is The Fly. Three. Again. Brilliant. Three Starship Troopers, two Ghosts in the Shell, much to uh, Chrissy's displeasure. <laughs> uh, and number one is Aliens, which is it was anyway. So the number one's not yeah. changed. Um, yeah. But that yeah, is, so we're just recalibrating. That is a mm. pretty crazy top ten. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's a lot more exciting now. I think. Um, but yeah, it'll be it'll be forgotten in a few weeks, except for like by. Um, the historians of this podcast who will like call it they'll be like pre um removal yeah, the original timeline we're now in yeah, the alternate, it, yeah. time, we're yeah. alternate yeah. timeline well it is dinosaur week so we've kind of we, we've had like an extinction level event on our list 
we've wiped those yeah. Uh, yeah. films Maybe this... out. Episode one has been destroyed of science fiction rating system. Yeah. Yeah, maybe the we've fact that into... we're putting the Lost World on before Jurassic Park is insane. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> it also yeah. means that we keep up the streak of having no only one from each franchise because we've had two Star Wars and two Jurassic yeah. Parks this week, wouldn't we? But we've now yeah. stopped yeah. that. So anyway, um, that's always to say. Oh no, one other thing. Um, sad news today. Slightly science fiction related. George Romero has died. Yeah, oh, yeah. very sad. Oh, yeah. um, and also Martin Landau, who, yeah. like, in some science fiction films, but probably his best role is, or his best role I've seen, is Ed, in Ed Wood, where he plays Bela Lugosi. Mm. And he's, yeah. he's fantastic in that film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's... So, rest in peace to them, and we'll see them in the future of our timeline, where they're not dead. Oh, or perhaps, not. perhaps actually, hadn't changed the list, they'd still be alive. Oh, my God. Maybe we switched the timeline where those two were dead. <laughs> it's our fault. Damn it. Damn it. I hope and that George Romero and, comes and back from the dead. And make him all blood... Go on. Go on. I was yeah, just going to yeah. say, I, I surely gonna... Romero, yeah, he'll want to come back from the dead. I don't think he's actually dead. <laughs> What's going on? What? <laughs> say, say your... Alex, say your bit again. Say your I joke. I, <laughs> I just... <laughs> Tell your joke. I just said I hope I would have thought George Romero is going to come back from the dead. Surely, wasn't worth the wait. No. <laughs> and Chris, what did you say? Um, they got a new Doctor Who, haven't they? They're making more fucking Doctor Who for Christ's sake. It's a woman, isn't it? Yeah. About time. Uh, what's her name? I don't know. Someone Doctor just put who? on the Facebook like because there's a a half there's a TARDIS like in a wall somewhere like half in a wall in London, oh like God. as if it's like teleported halfway into the bricks. And Is that like a just, sexist joke about her yeah, not being able to drive? And, yeah, well, that I think that that's what someone just put on. Oh, I was like, oh, right. fuck you now, right? <laughs> okay, damn you. Well, um, let's let's move on from uh, sexism and death, and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Get to the what first else round. is there? <laughs> this is one one of the thing in life, and that's dinosaurs. Yeah. Um, let's get, get to our first film, um, the second Jurassic Park film, Lost World colon Jurassic Park, which is a weird title, isn't it? Like a back to front title, isn't it? Because they were just going to call it Lost World, but people thought that they they thought that people would just think it was a remake of the Lost World, oh, so they had to shove right. Jurassic Park in there. I think the original script was just Lost World, but the marketing people were. Um, like, oh no, everyone will get confused. So that's why they put it on. That would make sense. Yeah. Is it weird it's not Jurassic Park, The Lost World? That's what I mean, yeah. Mm. Yeah. But that's, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so directed by mm. Steven Spielberg, as was the original, and the screenplay by David, I can't even say his name, Cope? Coep? Coep? Yeah. Cop? Whatever. David something or other, um, who also wrote the original Jurassic Park. Um, so, Chris watches this probably weekly. I've seen it quite recently. Alex, you've not seen it since the cinema, is that right? No, not since the How cinema. How do you feel coming back to it? Um, inter- it was interesting. It was very interesting. I I enjoyed it. I liked it. I thought it's very entertaining. It it gives you it gives you more dinosaurs, which is what you want. You want more dinosaurs, and you get more dinosaurs, and that's good. I think perhaps if you analyse it very deeply. It kind of falls apart a bit. I think that maybe I just well basically the setup is a real cliche of like oh it's all over oh 
it's not over. We had another island. We didn't tell you about it. That's a bit... Mm. And it, it's just, to me, it's kind of running along. And I got to about... It's literally 30 minutes in when they're all on the island and they've all kind of met up and you're kind of getting introduced to characters and you found stupid Jeff Goldblum's kid is stowed away, which is really annoying. And to me, at that point, I started... Uh, to me, I think... I was thinking... If it carries on like this, because I couldn't remember it, I was like, if it carries on like this, this film's terrible because it's completely unravelling because you've got, like, it's just all these clichés. It's a scientific discovery, a reluctant hero, ragtag group, lady in peril, the rush yeah. to get ready, the locals are all scared. Do you know what I mean? It It's really, really, like, stale. It's a really old concept. It's a lot like concept. The Lost World. Well, it's a lot like... Yeah, I guess. It's yeah, a lot it like is. King Kong, isn't it? Yeah, it's basically I guess. King Kong. But it's kind of inexcusable at that point by Steven Spielberg. But but my point is, thankfully, half an hour in, InGen turn up, start bagging dinosaurs, start shooting things. You get Pete Postlethwaite, who's just an amazing character. And it kind of, without that change up, I think actually the film wouldn't work. Um, and it's kind of just good that he just changed it up like that because it kind of kept me like, oh, OK, right, I'm back on board now. Because I think kept how it was, it would have run out of steam very, very quickly. Yeah, I agree with that. I think there's a lot more lot more to enjoy in the in-gen characters than in the um, Jeff Goldblum's crew. Like, Jeff Goldblum's yeah. good. Julianne Moore's yeah. all right. Vince Vaughn's mm. terrible. His character... And the guy doesn't really do much. No, well, and Vince Vaughn's character... Vince Vaughn, as an actor, just plays Vince Vaughn, and you can't really have Vince Vaughn playing Vince Vaughn and, and, and then alongside Goldblum being Goldblum. It kind of doesn't work. You can only have one of them. And also, his character, mm-hmm. they just kind of throw in things like, oh, he's an activist, oh, he's a this, oh, he's a that. And he never does the things, he just, you just got to, you get told about it. He's just a bit, yeah. I think that should have been something, that could have been... He sets the dinosaurs more... free, because he goes off, he goes off target, <laughs> yeah, and does exactly what he it, says he was, he was. It just, it feels, maybe what it's the casting. point of him not doing it's... what he says is it particularly well, no, that you're... He's a, like a Swiss Army knife <laughs> character, isn't he, though? Yeah, like he's, he's just... He's, like, he's, he's a photographer, yeah. and then he's, he's a, plot, a, a... Yeah, he's, he feels like a plot device. Yeah. He just feels like he's there to yeah. serve the plot to go forward. I think some intre- more interesting casting with that character, a better actor, that would have been a really interesting character, but it just feels like... I don't think it's, well, I don't know, because I think it's also written... It is written as a... He is written as a plot mover. Like, mm. he doesn't really have any meaningful relationships with anybody else, does he? Like... No. There's no, no like link. He's not to even in the end. Than, you know, he's not even there no. at the end. He doesn't even bother to turn yeah. up. <laughs> not great, um, Chris. You're you're a fan. Yeah, I liked it when it originally came out. I remember when it came out, and because I was like super into Jurassic Park, and mm-hmm. again for the same reasons as Alex, like it's a bit of a shame. It's this whole like second island thing, but that's in the book, so I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Well, the book that was written for the film, though, yeah. like it was ri- written, yeah, as a, as a, a sequel, yeah. yeah. So that's kind of a shame, I think, because I just yeah. don't see the point in having a second island. But yeah, anyway. it's a bit silly, especially when all they're doing is going back to get specimens. Like, why yeah. couldn't you do that on the yeah. <laughs> first yeah. island? Yeah, so it could have been bits to that other island we never saw. And anyway, yeah, um, yeah, I, I agree with some respects. With the characters, I kind of think Jeff Goldblum's character is like a different character. He doesn't yeah. is not. What's his name? Ian Malcolm is a yeah. different is a different person. Yeah, he is. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like he's untrust. He's like you wouldn't trust him with anything in the first one, and now he's actually the main. 
Well, I mean, the I guess they, with it. they try and sell that with the idea that like he's changed since he came back from the island, doesn't he? I suppose. Yeah. But yeah. no, I agree that like he's lost. There's a, there's a really like almost creepy edge to his character in Jurassic Park, isn't there? He's got a, he's like you know he's yeah. so yeah. he's the cool greaser dude, and he's you know trying to get Laura Dern and. And then he's on morphine and stuff like that. And he's just like a normal sort of action hero, isn't he, in this one? Mm. A little bit of gold. I don't know what the story is, whether like Sam Neill and Laura Dern didn't want to do the second one or hadn't signed up for the second one. I don't know what the the sort of how that played out. But it seems to me like, why would you choose for Ian Malcolm to be the main character of the second one? I think it's because he wasn't in the first one as much as this. And they did just really like the character and like Goldblum. They wanted a bigger role for him in the sequel. Like it wasn't, I don't think he's ever offered to Sam Neill. I think they wanted to come back, but I didn't think they wanted to be the main character. It was going to be yeah. Goldblum all along, I think. Yeah. Um, which, to be honest, I'm fine with because I like Goldblum. I, yeah. I think. But his whole character is that he's he's talking about chaos and all that shit in the first one, and he's fighting yeah. against, he's taking the piss oh, out yeah. of everything. And it kind of, he can't do both. He can't be like Indiana Jones and do that. Oh, totally. Like, I, I don't, yeah, I don't so. disagree that they've ruined his character, but I still rather see that than Sam Neill because I just like Goldblum, whereas Sam Neill is a bit boring in the first one. I think yeah. he's not really um, a bit of a bit. Well, you're along. Sam Neill is that that what's that character called? Um, Alan Grant is yeah. based on um, the real dinosaur guy who's who yeah. who is the main sort of he, he works with the filmmakers. Anyway, the. So the audience is along with him, and it's the awe and the spectacle of the first one because you're there seeing it. As, Which is why you don't need the sequel. In the book. Do you? Because well, the sequel no... obviously works in a different way, and it's weird because Spielberg doesn't normally do sequels, right? He's not no, known no, for no, sequels. No, no, no. Um, but and obviously, kind of have to because the guy that was going to do it was the guy that was directed Jumanji, wasn't it? And he couldn't really do it, so I think Spielberg was either let it go or take it over himself. Oh, right, I, think. I didn't know that. Mm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean it's definitely. Um, I know what you mean. Like in some ways, it just doesn't work because you've already, you've already had the shock and awe moments in the first one. No, you don't need someone taking the hat off and gawping at it, do you? Because and that's I think that's the best thing about this film is that they realise that and that it is, you know, they they do the like oh looking at dinosaurs and then straight away Goldblum's like oh you know that's how it starts. Yeah. And he's sort of like deflating the audience's yeah. expectations there, and then of course they just start shooting them and you know. I yeah, really like I like that bit where in Gen come and all that. I, I really like it, the ecological message in it as well, and mm. you know it's it's quite cool, and it shows a, a good you know split between corporations and and that side of things. It's, yeah. it's cool. It's a really like not a it's a very not Spielberg sort of film in a lot of ways. I think in mm. the way that it is quite mm. dark, and it's sort of that family bit is kind of you know the always devo- the separated parents is still there, but it's very diminished. Mm. Um, to what it normally is, and I suppose you've got it coming in with the um, T Rex and his estranged child. That's <laughs> Spielberg's transplanted that story onto the dinosaurs. But um, yeah, I think it's I think it's better for you know not being a traditional Spielbergian story and being more about you know nasty people doing nasty things really, which yeah is the when the film's at its strongest. I think definitely, and especially like Alex said, when when they come in, and I think when the two get mashed together, you don't expect them to do that. And obviously, Puzzlethwaite's character. Yeah, sort of. Um, he's great. His allegiance has changed. That's yeah, a he's good really good. Yeah, they should yeah. have done more with him. I feel that he's a bit of a wasted. It's such a clever setup, and it's just like that could have been really interesting. He could have been this really tragic Ahab. Yeah, there's a deleted scene on the Blu-ray which like sets up his character at the start, which is quite good. It's like, oh, okay. 
when his assistant goes to get him to do the job, and he's like in a bar fight in Kenya and stuff, and that's yeah. that should be in the film because I think you're right. He, he's not used as much at all as he, no. really, he should be. No, he um, should have like died like fighting fifty raptors or something. Like in the Mars attack scene when he's getting when he boxes all those um, boxes all the aliens, it should have been Pete Postlethwaite with one like gun or a knife surrounded by raptors, just going "Go on without me" and just like taking them down with a knife on his own. Should have been something ridiculous like that. That would have been great. Or, or he was the one who got him, got T Rex back on the ship at the end, maybe. That yeah, worked as well. And then shot it in the in the head. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> and his head exploded. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It's all good. I mean, the set set pieces I think gone too long. Do you agree with that? The T Rex bit in the trailer lasts forever. Yeah, it's long, but it does keep it. I thought it kept it it's up. Got it keeps particular going well. stages to it, and I think it makes sense. I think it's good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to me, there can't be a too long a T-Rex sequence in the, in the rain. It's just not going to happen. No. Um, it's, it still looks good, doesn't it? I think the CG looks a lot really better good. than Jurassic Park. Yeah, it looked really good. Well, I was thinking, though, really this impressed. is like... The technology has obviously come on a bit since the first one. But it's four years later, isn't it? So, and But it's still like... You compare this to like Jurassic World or yeah. even Jurassic Park 3 where there was just a hell of a lot of CG dinosaur in it and not. Yeah. And this one still had a lot of, like, you know, um, animatronic and... Yeah, the animatronics look awkward, clev- don't clever the use, CG. Clever use. Well, what was always good about Jurassic Park is it, that it was a good match between animatronic and CG. Yeah, yeah I don't think Lost World is, though. I think, I think it's not bad. I think I the think... first one is, but I think the animatronics are shit in this one. They look really... Uh, the, the compies the... don't match well. No, the and the little, look the little very... baby T-Rex as well it's, it's, yeah. they, they expose them too much they've got too much confidence in them I think they should have reined that back yeah. a bit yeah, by contrast the CG like the bit um, with the raptors jumping on Julianne Moore and stuff well, that was really well done yeah, for, that's great. Uh, yeah. to yeah. the yeah. way it's made um, don't go in the long grass don't go in the long grass uh, fantastic yeah. as well that bit yeah. all that's fantastic isn't it I like how the raptors are still like the threat in this one because yeah, like, yeah. in later films they've tried to make them like the intelligent and even like mates with them, well, like, yeah, that's ridiculous. Isn't it? It's, it's <laughs> yeah. it is like these are sti- that is the, still the main threat on the island, and that's what's good. Yeah, I mean, it's a. I, I like how it is a very sort of traditional Hollywood sequel, and the idea that there's now two T Rexes and mm. the Raptors are out early and they're going everywhere. It's sort of yeah. very. I mean, it. I think because I was I like I, I loved it when it came out and I was then sort of down on it and didn't really enjoy it but I enjoyed it more this time and I think it's because it feels like an old fashioned film yeah um, yeah it definitely yeah, yeah. is old fashioned you know yeah. not like a modern sequel it feels like no. you know like a yeah. Jaws 2 or something like that oh, yeah, I mean, Jaws yeah, is not really yeah, good yeah. but as opposed to a I don't know Sass, Avengers 7 Sass or whatever talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also in the way the plot's done, like it's not—it's yeah. it, not part of a wider world, is it? It's, it's another no. contained story that yeah. plays the first one, and that's good to see. Yeah. I think. Yeah. It also—it's um, got another story, which is the little coda to the film when T Rex gets to San Diego. Um, what are our opinions about that bit of the film, Chris? Do you like that bit, or if out of everything, I probably would have lost that. Yeah. I didn't like that bit when I was younger, mainly because all I wanted to see was dinosaurs. Like in their natural environment on an island, right? That's all I wanted to see, and you know yeah. that's what's great about the rest of the film because you've actually got scientists talking. Like the guy talks about how far a T Rex can smell and all this sort of shit in the film. Yeah. That I mm. fucking love. Yeah, T Rex just walking around a town smashing up cars <laughs> is yeah. more along the lines of these modern films you're talking about. Totally, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. It just gets too knowing. All the little in jokes, like the Japanese. But I kind of understand that all that stuff. They followed to the letter the the King Kong story. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it, it felt to me as though that bit felt like a Transformers film, didn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and it I mean, it didn't of... go to huge levels like they do now, but no, it's... no, it just still eats a dog, doesn't it? And uh, you know, it's a bit just. Oh, you're exactly right. That bit where they're in the back garden, it's almost it's like the prime, lighting it, is exactly yeah, like yeah. Prime. And like, there's a, yeah, that's, yeah, you're right, actually. That's probably almost like, because he was, Spielberg was on Transformers, wasn't he? So it's almost maybe like a yeah. deliberate homage. Mm. I don't know, but. It's weird. It, that bit feels to me like, you know, when you see a Pixar film and they show like a short before it. Yeah. Yeah. It felt like that was like a little short that should be a separate thing, you know, like yeah. a sort of a what if yeah. sort of thing yeah. rather than the story. Yeah. Um, and also, they were trying to write into the larger world that, at that point, the rest of the world know these islands exist. That was yeah, where it sort yeah. of gets leaked in the news. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah. Um, I mean, that, there's like, that shot at the end of the TV announcer going like, oh, and they're going back to the natural habitat. Like, I don't yeah. think if a T-Rex ran right in town, they'd be like, oh, that's fine, go back to an island. People it leaves like, a hell of a lot of questions, know. really does. Because yeah. I like the it's fact weird. that they, they say they covered up the first incident and everyone's it's all pr and everyone thinks that yeah. um the the gold yeah they're making lying. Ian Malcolm seem like yeah. a bad man yeah yeah like yeah. i like all that i think that's really clever but then by this point mm. you're just like well you can't cover that up can you so like what well, we well, let i think it go that's back? the point it's like it was in the news but then richard attenborough's character was pushing the ecological message mm. in that and people were like oh my god we've got dinosaurs in the world today would, yeah, would we I just don't think they them, would though. automatically we never go, would leave them. let's destroy it. <laughs> We'd want to see them. Wouldn't you want to see them, though? Would you be all right with just some going back to an island you're never going to go and be able to visit? Yeah, no, I, well, this I, is I, it. I mean, I, after that, they'd probably get better money. They'd actually get funding to build another park. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. Okay, true. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. No, I don't know. Um, Spiel, I read that Spielberg wasn't happy. Did you, you read the quote that he said about making the film? No. He said, I beat myself up, growing more and more impatient with myself. It made me wistful about doing a talking picture because sometimes I got the feeling I was just making this big, silent, raw movie. I found myself saying, is that all there is? It's not enough for me. That's what he said about making this film. So, (laughs) I think, yeah, a bit worrying. He obviously didn't have a good time making it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's a bit... um, I wonder what that's about. I don't know. I wonder why? Just all the uh, the upping That's of the weird. action, maybe. I don't know. But well, like, it's, it's, it's like it's, it's like boo hoo! You invented the raw movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> fuck, <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah. Yeah. Although I did also <laughs> read that the guy that wrote it, while he was writing the script, he taped a fan letter next to his computer screen, and the letter was from a viewer of the original Jurassic Park who complained he waited too long to show the dinosaurs. So he basically just stuck that letter and then just wrote, like, put in dinosaurs early. Okay, I think that's quite funny, you know. That's a good, I like that. Because that is what you get. It's like, you know, like like we said about aliens, it's just like, you just want more and you just get more. And that's... I don't that's like that cold about... opening, you know, where there's a little girl on the beach. No, nor me. No, I don't like that. Would you that's... like a crisp, their roast beef flavour? Yeah. There's a lot of kind of very bad English stereotypes in this film. It's almost racist. Mm. 
It it feels <laughs> bits like that though feel like really rushed and like they just they didn't get the dinosaurs. Yeah, well, it yeah, seems like that's sort of been, very secondary. You know, it yeah. seemed like that had been included from the book without someone like because if you compare Jurassic Park to the film, it's massively different. They spent a lot of time developing it. This is yeah. like they've. I it's funny. The book. I think that's in the, fir- in the first. It is, book. Isn't it? It's in the first book. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's funny how Richard Attenborough's just like, oh yeah, they're tax little girl. She's all right. Don't worry. It's like, oh, okay. You know the bit of noise about that scene? You know when, he, you know when Goblin walks off and Attenborough like, counts up to four? And he's yeah, what the hell's that? <laughs> what the hell is that? I didn't, is, is it, it like it? how many people are going on the trip? Has he already forgot? I guess, yeah. yeah. He's got his team together. Yeah, he's but got the team. He doesn't need to count. Surely he can, he can keep four people in his head. He doesn't need to he's count a, up and go, oh, he's, well. he's losing his marbles. <laughs> his character is very odd in that because that whole scene's so dodgy because he's just like... Oh, I'm a changed man. I don't care about this. I don't, you know, I'm I'm oh, I'm all different now. And then the next thing he does is literally emotionally manipulate Goldblum to go by sending his girlfriend <laughs> yeah. there in danger. It's like it's completely deliberate. He knows what he's doing. He's not an idiot. Yeah. He's done it he's deliberately to get him to yeah. go. Yeah, he's still an <laughs> arsehole, isn't he? So, yeah, yeah, totally. When the Attenborough character is actually nicer than the one in the book, isn't it? Because oh, the yeah, yeah. he's got more of a like a. Like yeah, a naturalist I mean, sort in the book, he gets the death him. that uh, yeah. Peter Stormare gets in this film. Yeah. Oh, he eaten okay. by compies at the end of the first yeah, film, yeah, which would have been a much yeah. better ending to that first film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. but um, no, I mean, I, I quite enjoyed it. Um, what were the things I was going to say? Uh, but compared to the the perfect film of Jurassic Park, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't know. We no, haven't rated it. <laughs> there is no uh, comparison. No, it's clearly nowhere near as good as the first one, but still a good, a good fun ride. Yeah, and I say, in the, it, it makes me pine for the nineties and films that aren't, yeah, you know, going at hundred miles an hour. Yeah. And, yeah. Mm. Um, also, I finally found out how the T Rex gets out on the boat. Which oh, um, how? What do you mean? We know that when the T Rex lands on the boat and everyone's dead. Yeah, you mean on when the boat. the boat crashes into the dock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the guy goes, "Oh, they're all in pieces." Yeah, it was um, the baby T Rex. No, it wasn't. It was. Um, there were raptors well, it, on well, board. Well, that's like in the first book. No, no, in the script. In the script. Oh, right. Because in the first book, that's that's what it is. No, in, in the script, yeah. there's raptors on the ship, and right. um, mm. they kill everybody. Well, that would and explain then, why there's like bits of body in the in the Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the they, just, they, cut, they cut the scene out, and that's why oh. it doesn't make sense now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I would have had it as the baby did that. I, then maybe, you wouldn't be sympathetic about saving see. it. Yeah. Mm. Also, a ship of people would kill a baby T Rex, wouldn't they? It wasn't. You just shoot it in the head. It wasn't that yeah, impressive. Yeah. yeah. Um, but a bunch of raptors, you're in trouble. Yeah. Ra- oh, raptors yeah. on a boat. I'd pay to see that film. Raptors on a boat. Mm. Get these motherfucking raptors um, off my motherfucking boat. Yeah, off this motherfucking boat. <laughs> Literally, I think with the next. The way Jurassic World's going, I really think we could see some really ridiculous things the way that story's going yeah I mean I, I, I kind of consider it a different I mean Jurassic <laughs> Park 3 is not good but at least it's sort of in the same world yeah I mean what I, I could absolutely hated world I could not stand it, it I still haven't uh, seen it it was it was terrible to, I hate it on every level it was awful <laughs> but um, <laughs> except for that massive one in the water he was quite cool no that's I hate that one that's <laughs> bullshit that really is <laughs> bullshit on every scientific yeah. ground. Anyway, <laughs> let's rate Lost World Jurassic Park. 
Uh, Alex, why don't you just kick us off? I will say 18, under Paprika, above Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Hmm. Um, Chris? I would have it at... Um, seven. Seven? No. Yeah. No. It's not yeah, that good. It's better than no. Guardian of the Galaxy. No, it's, it's better not. Than, definitely better than Mars Attacks. No, it's not better than Dread. Mm, I don't no. agree with that. No, it's a good no. film. I enjoy it. It's great. No. Yeah, it's a good film, but they're all good films. That I'd watch it more than most of these mm, on here. I think I'd put it at 15, because I think it's better than Pacific Rim. Oh, well, no. Well, I think everything above that, um, I don't know. I could see an argument. I don't know, it's kind of weird, because you've got that run there of her silent running in Eternal Sunshine, which are very different films, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. It's like a block of, like... Uh, you know, do you go either side? Well, artistically these, like, speaking, they've they're all really distinct and yeah, yeah. of their own. This is, you know, this is this struggles because it is a sequel as well. Remember, so yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's why I think it's low because it is a lot, of, a lot of the ideas. I take, I take, I'd accept fifteen. Yeah, yeah. I Alex, think lower, but if that? it's a consensus, then I'll have to go. It's with definitely it, better. Pacific Rim is too what, low, the problem yeah. with what you've been Not talking about. Why this? You've been talking about this is better than most films now. Is because Pacific Rim is running around smashing things up, and this didn't do that. Uh, yeah, but so is Guardians of the Galaxy, and that's a lot higher up. Although I guess there's, no, there's more to Guardians of the Galaxy than that, isn't there? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That's a comic, you know. That's like I don't know. I mean, I, it, I obviously it was. Way, yeah, I, I think it's way better than Pacific Rim. Um, All right. Well, fine. I will lose this battle. <laughs> give it fifteen. I mean, you've. Chris said seven and you said seventeen, so you got closer. I to said eighteen. Sorry, eighteen. I said 18. Sorry, 18. sorry. I keep. <laughs> I didn't really dig, dig my heels in, but fifteen okay. it is because I know JP's going straight to the top. Yeah, that is. Um... <laughs> oh, um, they're they're showing that outdoors at a stately home up here in August. If you fancy, Chris. Yeah. Nice. I've got a feeling um, it might be o'clock. the next. It might be the next secret cinema. Oh, oh, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Because they they posted a picture of the glass with the water in. Oh my god, there. that'd be amazing! Go around for <laughs> JP. I don't know where they'd do it though. They'd have to do it in a zoo or something. Yeah, they wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the first film's in Lost World at fifteen. Um, is that Spielberg's first film? Is now, isn't it? Yeah, because his other yep. first film's gone out. Right. <laughs> it's confusing. <laughs> It'll get easier as we go on. Poor Spielberg. Uh, I'll have a break to get my brain together, and we'll come back with the second film. go on that island I know there's no fences but I would go on that island you'd just get well, killed though wouldn't you you'd get killed yeah Yeah, I know I'd just I'd just, I'd just stick to the outskirts I wouldn't go to the centre I'd just oh right yeah <laughs> there's a really funny uh, IMDB trivia is Steven Spielberg and John Williams said that the score of the film needed to be slightly different to what you heard in the original film because it was a remote island chain they added drums and bongos <laughs> I love the way that's written. That might be true, but that's written in such a kind of shit way. That's IMDb oh, yeah, trivia for you. I can you. see, like... Yeah. Yeah, Spielberg going in to see John Williams going, so, uh, John, the idea is uh, we're going to another island, but it's more remote. Let me stop you right there, Stephen. And he just goes over to his bongos. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Done. That's why you're the best, done. John. 
<laughs> Job done. <laughs> We are back for film number two. Um, this is the oldest film to go in the list by quite some way. From 1959, directed by Henry Levin, it is Journey to the Centre of the Earth. Uh, written and produced by Charles Brackett from the book by Jules Verne. Um, uh, not in black and white, as I thought. No. Uh, Actually, <laughs> Produced inches- by the one... Go on, sorry. I was just going to say, interesting, you know how you found it so hard to find a trailer? Yes. Uh, well, ironically, I got an email from Eureka Entertainment about three days ago, and this is coming out, Journey to Century Earth, is coming out on Blu-ray, a 4K oh, restoration, wow. <laughs> it's coming out on the 18th of September, 4K restoration, uh, audio commentary with actress Diane Baker and film historians Stephen C. Smith and Nick Redman, featurettes on the film and a booklet with original review of the film from 1959 poster gallery and a selection of rare archival imagery so uh we huh. missed it by a little I bit we the, um, the proper trailer we can post the real trailer yeah, which has come yeah. out now really good trailer but yeah so look I at us. this bit underground will look really nice in 4k wouldn't it the um yeah. the crystals and stuff yeah so um, we're, we're kind of right on time with this i guess in a weird way <laughs> yeah brilliant yeah we are yeah <laughs> accidentally accidentally um so this is an old film. Uh, let's, Chris, let's start with you, Chris. Have you seen it before? I hadn't, no. But no. I'd seen uh, Around the World in 80 Days a, a yeah. few times. Um, I think for some reason that's over the years, has got more television play. It's a better film. But Yeah. What do you um, think of this, then? Um, I think it's too long. It's there's, really long. It was really long. There's... Um, well, it suffers because a lot of it is underground. <laughs> so, um, variety is an issue. Yes. Um, so, but I followed it. There were some really strange moments in it, like there's <laughs> musical moments in it, which I wasn't expecting because that no. they don't have them in around the world in 80 yeah. days. The man um, trying to talk to the duck. James Mason. I love the duck. that scene. The best scene in the film. Why, is the why did they take scene. the duck with them again? Why did they take it? Yeah, because it's the it's the Ice, Icelanders that, duck. That guy it? loves it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's Hans Belker's duck. Yeah. Um, the obviously it shows its age through the politics. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I really Massively. like. <laughs> I really like. Uh, and that's what I like about these, these like Victorian stories is like how it's guys like in, a, in it. No, I like the, <laughs> no, I mean, aside from that, I mean, right, the guys yeah. that, you know, how it's like in an old club yes, and then they're yeah. planning to go on a yeah. expedition around the world and there was shit that still was unexplored back then. Yeah. And the, that, and like the roll call they did at the, the side of yeah. the mountain when they're back to yeah. exploring it. I love that yeah. as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, nice yeah. touches. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, but yeah, it shows its age with the sexism and definitely. Yeah. I mean, James Mason is basically just a massive dick throughout the whole film, isn't he? Really? Oh hell yeah, yeah, he's awful. Uh, like to yeah. everybody, at least yeah. they do acknowledge that he's known to be a bit grumpy. But I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, so <laughs> he's just terrible to everyone all the yeah. time. Yeah, and I then just looked like... up that that lizard is supposed to be a particular sort of dinosaur. <laughs> It's not a lizard. Yeah, we'll get to the we'll get to the dinosaurs. Um, Alex, uh, you'd not seen it before. I'm no, guessing. no. And what do you think? I mean, I agree with Chris. It's very dated, and it's funny watching a film like that because 
like having the musical number because it's Pat Boone who was a singer and they obviously went to him oh you're a singer you should probably sing and what well, he actually um he refused to do the film unless they put a song in oh well there you go yeah so yeah, yeah. Well, so, is, it, is it his voice though because it sounded like someone else's yeah. voice no I think it is him is yeah it? yeah it it's it was odd. Uh, I do agree. It's too long. It was odd. I wasn't not entertained. I found it entertaining. Um, I think the sexism, yeah, is very dated. But that character, the um, the Carla Gutenberg, the Arlene Dahl character, yeah. she does hold her own. She is right about everything she says. She's right about when she says there's someone following mm. her. She's right. And although yeah. although he doesn't really get the kind of comeuppance he should, as for being such a dick, James Mason. Um, you know, he basically but he's a knight of the realm. They don't yeah, get, they, they sorry, don't get yeah. that. Um, <laughs> it, at least she is a kind of plucky heroine and stuff like that. It's it's kind of like, it reminded me, the characters you get, it's like kind of like the beginning of like an RPG, where like, or choose your own adventure. It's like, right, do you <laughs> yeah. want, do you want uh, the old scientist, the young scientist, the really hard-ass Icelandic guy, the woman, or the duck? And it's kind of like, yeah. that's, that's the character you can pick from. Um, but no, it's, it was entertaining enough, I, and, you know, it was fun. I agree that, um, I agree her character was sort of weirdly progressive in a way, until mm. she just marries him, and, yeah. you yeah. know, even though he's not really changed his ways at all. Yeah. Um, which yeah. Is it's how she's portrayed, though, like, when she runs away from the monster, and she, like, trips on the smallest bit of rope. Yeah, yeah. And then literally that definitely. takes her out. <laughs> I love after that as well. They all run off. They just all run anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they to come back together. I was just going to say it's a Bernard Herrmann score. The score is quite good. Yeah, the music was really good. Mm. Yeah, I liked how the uh, one dinosaur was like singing the score as well. That one, you know, the, the red dinosaur <laughs> at the end. He was like going wah wah. I'm, and I'm it was sure clearly made to match the uh, score. There was some obvious animal cruelty going on in that film. Like they obviously <laughs> yes. just dipped that lizard in red paint or jam and I don't put know a weird what. wing on his back yeah, yeah. no it was all yeah. a bit it, it worried me a bit but yeah yeah definitely um yeah so I agree you two basically that it was obviously very dated I was pleasantly surprised by the humor in the first bit of the film like I love the bit with the duck fantastic that is brilliant that was so good um bit. also the most of the bits with the Icelandic bloke that they don't understand him. I think it's quite a good running gag, mm. especially yeah. a bit when he has to carry them to the room because they, they're shouting <laughs> at him, go and get us some climbing supplies. Like, it's a good, an unexpectedly yeah. good um, uh, moment. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think you know, it's interesting that you kind of have got the template of a Jurassic Park there, haven't you? In the yeah. in the assembly of it, the someone out to get them. It's a very, like... You can see the lineage, can't you, from that mm. to Jurassic Park. Yeah. Um I think it does. I mean, obviously, it is so dated, but I don't know. It also, I think the story kind of just doesn't really. It just fizzles out, doesn't it? Like they kind of get yeah. the centre of the earth. There's nothing the nine, there. They the come out by mistake. The 1950s was a strange time. Remember, there was like, it's hard to imagine how strange it was. There's everything's been discovered. There's no yeah. space. Science is not anywhere near. Like, you know. It, what we consider, and has just come out of a massive war. <laughs> mm. Oh yeah, yeah. but it's still, but it's still, the still end of the story doesn't really work because they just get yeah. there's nothing. They get out by mistake, and it's a bit unbelievable. And then that yeah. big speech is at the end where he's like, "Well, a scientist not a scientist unless he brings anything back. I've mm. got no proof. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, someone else is going to go in the future and they'll sort it out. Peace, mm. I'm out. Yeah, yeah, because they're in that bit when you know when they when she like yells at him, they have a big fight. 
Yeah. She calls him a dried up walnut of a man, which I yes. wrote down. That mm. he says day two hundred and fifty six at that point. <laughs> yes, yeah. So like and yeah. it's the only time you know and they're obviously in there longer because then there's quite a lot more until they find they get to the end. So like they'd have gone mad by now, like Li- living off um living off dried beef. Yeah. And a bit of mushroom. That's and then all mushrooms, it was, it? giant <laughs> mushrooms. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. It was yeah, it was yeah, it was ridiculous. And dinosaur wise, it was a bit of a disappointment, wasn't it? It really was. Um <laughs> I so mean, the up the upscaled iguanas were supposed to be Dimetrodons. Yes. Right. Oh, you mentioned that, doesn't he? Yes, when he sees them. Yeah. But Dimetrodon isn't actually a dinosaur. Right. Um. And uh, the later ones, the red ones, are supposed to be Megalosaurus. Oh. Did you notice in uh, in Lost World, Vince Vaughn says there's a little gag about this kind of film, where Vince Vaughn they say, "What did you expect to see?" And Vince Vaughn said, "Oh, just some giant lizards." And it's oh, obviously yeah. like a little nod to yeah. this kind of a movie. So, yeah, that's quite... I wouldn't have noticed it. It might have just been talking it. about the Galapagos Islands. True, true. <laughs> it might have been very scientifically <laughs> I, like um, I like how they evade the dinosaurs well by getting about knee-deep in water. And that's... Yeah. <laughs> there's no way dinosaurs going near them there. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah um, just... Another word about James Mason. Well, all the actors actually. Pat Boone has got the worst Scottish accent of all time. Oh, that, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it is awful. James Mason's, Mason's Scottish accent disappears after like every, like one line of each speech. Doesn't it? <laughs> um, yeah. But I think I just cannot underestimate how terrible his character is. Mm. You know, when he finds that other explorer dead, he's like, "Well, that's karma, isn't he?" He's like, "Well, this yeah." In the room, and, and then he's it's like, "Oh yeah, this." World, Sam. It's a different world. It, well, I know, but he's still not good. Well, at least not because the Icelandic guy like takes it out of, doesn't he? And yeah. then James Mason goes, "Oh, we should give him some respect. We'll do a minute silence." Twenty seconds later, he's like <laughs> combing shit out of the dead man's beard. Yeah, and then going off doing another fucking experiment. <laughs> you know, it's uh... yeah, and then no, he ends he's... up banging his wife. Yeah, no, he's a <laughs> he's a yeah, he's a pretty roguish character. Yeah, and he's basically yeah. the kind of hero, isn't he? Really. It's kind of... Uh, oh, yeah, he's the... Yeah. I thought it was oddly modern, the way they deliberately get Pat Boone to strip off so that he's in, like, weird cut-off jean shorts and no top. Yeah. Mm. And then mm. he's, like, the man's slave for quite a while, isn't he? And it's a bit like... You know what? It feels really what, odd, that scene. Like, he's like, well, that is, that is weird, my yeah. man is dead. You will be my man for a while. Like, it's all... It's yeah. a bit weird. It gets a bit weirdly sexual. It's a bit odd, that bit. It all gets a bit weird. <laughs> It is, there's a lot of weird... But you know what the weird bit is? At the end, when Pat Boone is in a wheelchair and in a oh, cast yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And they're like, oh, did that happen down there? Oh, no, he fell over going out of his wedding. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's what? like a sex it's gag. It's a really weird little gag mm. to put in. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's a sex gag right at the end, yeah. 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 Like, the, uh, <laughs> I thought that the evil Count character was quite good because he was even more evil. He was like just blatantly <laughs> evil, wasn't he? I quite liked how blatantly... that. I mean, that scene we watched in the preview show... That is probably the one of the best scenes when they're just kind of musing. Oh, that doubt, yeah. That, that is, bit is probably yeah, the best yeah. written, and that's probably I don't know, but that's probably quoted from Jules Verne. I don't know. It felt like a lot of stuff yeah. was like, oh yeah, just take that Jules Verne book and kind of just change it completely. You know, it it felt like they were mucking. That, with that the seems text. like um, it's a I've weird, like, really like have you read the book scene, isn't it? As well, that no. scene. Mm. Yeah. What was that, sorry, Chris? Have you read the book? A long time ago, not since I was I can't imagine it being that interesting. <laughs> it's, I think it's really short. I think right. uh, I don't think there's much to it. Oh, okay. So they um, added a remember. lot then. 
I don't really remember to be honest I don't know mm. um, I mean really not, not much happens to this film does it really they just sort of go down a hole find some well, diamonds find some this is what you have to do dinosaur. back then this is you know pre. this is early science fiction you know the 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 final frontier they have to imagine is under the ground <laughs> like <laughs> it's ridiculous it is like you say though it's such an anti-climax when they get there and all their gold gets ripped off them and they're like oh we must be here and then they're like oh okay and then they just sail back it is a let's get out yeah. it's really odd that that's what you've built up to a kind of storm where your gold gets snatched off you and then that's the end yeah hmm because they, they can't like, even plant anything. Yeah, that's what I'm about like to say. They can't was... even prove. Yeah, they can't go, even yeah. leave something there to say it was us. We were here, even. Can they? Yeah. It's so odd. It's and odd. then they throw all that Atlantis stuff in that feels kind of a bit bolted on. Oh, I forgot that. Yeah, that's a yeah. all the Atlantis yeah. stuff feels weirdly like. Oh, we kind of need a climax and a way out, a really easy way out. You know, in a in a was it asbestos? They're all going to die of asbestos poisoning. <laughs> Yeah, why is he doing that asbestos bit? I had to, I had to rewind that bit. And go, <laughs> what? Yeah, it's weird. That model is terrible. Um, you, you can see the tiny. Do you know how long it would take the average person to walk to the centre of the earth? Um, Including, like, having rests. You can do this sleeping. with pie and shit, can't you? I no, I just Googled it. Oh, OK. Oh. Tell have us. A have a guess. 50, 55 days. Oh. Oh, so why yeah. did I take 256 to get about halfway? They're idiots. What, without the uh, aid of gravity? <laughs> Just to on a stroll, yeah. Right. And to get back out from the middle, if you were falling, it would take 45 minutes. Wow. Yeah. So that well, ending is accurate. If there's a hole in the mid- through the middle of the Earth, it takes it take 45 minutes to get to Australia, wouldn't it? Because you'd fall through the middle and then straight back out. Yeah. Like, there you go. Um, that terrible film. <laughs> so they could have well, done it in go. real time. That's, uh... <laughs> yeah, they could yeah. have done, yeah. yeah. It just makes you wonder what they're doing for 265 days, you know. What the hell was going on? What's taking so long Eating mushrooms. There? They went off on a massive mushroom <laughs> binge. They <laughs> are on a trip. Yeah. It's all a hallucination. <laughs> yeah, they're hallucinating like massive lizards. <laughs> I'd like, they were probably actually just lying on the floor and they were normal-sized lizards, <laughs> that whole scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. let's uh, let's rank it, shall we? Um, uh, I'll go first this time. Um, I think this should go. I think it should go twenty-three um, below Edge of Tomorrow and above Hunger Games. Because mm. it was all right. I'd, I'd watch it again probably, but I won't watch anything else below that again. Um, Chris, uh, thirty-five. Oof, because. It's, it's, we're talking, this is really early before science fiction had really been properly sussed out in film sense. Yeah. And it obviously, it it just doesn't, it, I know you don't like Prometheus or Armageddon or any of these things, but even on a scientific basis or on like a storytelling basis, them, them things are leaps ahead. I don't think the storytelling basis at all. I think the, st- the narrative of this is is no, be- it's not. It's it's muddled. It, it's it's slow. It's mm. it's weird. It mm. goes into a musical. It's sexist. There's only, there's only one and little it's, song, isn't there? It, well, they do a dance as well. I think I think the, I think definitely the end of the film. 
the narrative falls apart. But I think up until that, it's a very sort of... You could transplant that script onto a modern film and put some wisecracking in it. You'd have a modern film, I think. Mm. There was one with... Wasn't the one with the, yeah, no, with, uh, yeah. with Will Farrell recently, where he did, yeah, uh, it's called Land know. of the Lost or something like that. Oh, right, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Alex, where would you put it in the list? I would put it underneath Universal Soldier of Return, so that's what, yeah, so yeah, quite low. I'm with it, it, it was all right, but I'm kind of with Chrissy, it's not, it's. Uh, the other stuff, I think, is better. It, it was just through, a, no fault, through no fault of yeah, its own. It's just flawed because of its. Yeah. It's early. That's yeah. all. But it's still watchable, though. Those films aren't watchable down there. Prometheus is watchable. The Martian's End, watchable. Ender's Game's watchable. No, Flash Gordon's watchable. <laughs> Ender's, yeah, Flash Gordon. I'd put it. Yeah, below Flash Gordon. Ender's Game. <laughs> Flash Gordon's got the same problems. Below um, Flash and that's, Gordon, and that's and that's fucking thirty years after. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But below oh, well, Flash Gordon is lower than you've already well, said, Sam. So you need to rethink. Yeah, what you're I know. Saying. I'm trying to compromise. Yeah. I'm trying to compromise with you. Yeah. Is it better than Spaceballs? I don't no. think so. No, no, no. So I'm under sure. Spaceballs, is so it better than Ender's Game? Yes. Mm-hmm. Clearly, but Ender's Game. I just think it was fucking safety, terrible. Not, not guaranteed. Uh, it is. <laughs> I don't think it's better than Mission to Mars, though. So that's why I've put it where, where I have. No, it's 35 Which is also because flawed. Divergent, Transformers and Scanner Darkly are like just toxic tut compared to everything else. And that's... It's, it's better than Armageddon. It, yeah, on. it probably no, is better than no, Armageddon. Did you rather watch Armageddon than that? Yes. No. Not in a million years. It's people walking in a hole for most of it. <laughs> yeah, but it's not, though, because it's like the dialogue's good. You know, they're talking and it's like the funny bits with the duck and things. Yeah. And it builds up nicely. Like, <laughs> it's funny more to it the duck. Than... But it's true. There's, there's like actual like actors doing it. James Mason doing actual acting. Whereas in Armageddon, there's just a lot of quick cuts and Bobby. fucking nonsense. How about Under Safety Not There's guaranteed? a lot of good cast in Armageddon. Like, you can't knock Armageddon for its cast and performances. So You can for the performances. Bruce Willis is terrible in Armageddon. Mm-hmm. No, he's not. Yeah, he, he is. is awful. Yeah, no, he's, he's like just mumbles his way through. No, it's awful. Yeah. No, he's awful. <laughs> <laughs> Armageddon's awful. He's terrible. I don't know why you like Armageddon so much at all. It's terrible. No. Yeah. Um, Under safety, not guaranteed. It is terrible. Sam. But the, it's it's. It... Did, what did you say? You said that Alex is thirty-two. I said, yeah, under Universal Soldier, because I, I love Universal Soldier, the return. Come on. What about 31? Because Universal <laughs> Soldier was, has, I mean, that and Armageddon are absolutely abysmal. So, under Mission to Mars? You can't put a James Mason film below bloody <laughs> John claude Van Damme in, in the straight-to-video straight sequels of fucking Universal Soldier. <laughs> you, you said, what would you watch again? I would watch Universal Soldier again. But okay, under mission, in, under mission to Mars is what you're saying, yeah? Well, I guess because then none of us are happy because. Yeah, no one's happy. Yeah, that's fine, that's fine. No. That's so the motto of this list, isn't it, really? No one's happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Joint Centre of the Earth joint list at 31. Um, but hey, you can all go buy the Blu-ray, find out for yourself. You might not have the same opinion as us. Yeah. Out in September. I'm yeah. sure it'll look amazing. I'm sure it'll look way better than the version we rented from Blockbusters um, together. I think I think the version I watched was actually quite good. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. I thought it held was, quite well. Yeah, it yeah. look even been all cleaned up. The restorations, they're... Good old, um, 
Is it colour vision? Is that what it's called? The thing? What's oh, it called? Yeah. Um, techno techno colour or something. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Also, the production company was called Cougamooga Film. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. That's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Cougamooga, what are they doing now? Anyway, um, right, we've got one more film to go. Um, yeah, so hold on. Don't turn the podcast off yet because it's going to be a good one. final film of the day um, this is uh, 1996's Theodore X written and directed by Jonathan Betuel I think is his name um, he has not got a credit on Wikipedia <laughs> <laughs> he did. The, he wrote The Last Starfighter which was a pretty big film which we probably should do at some point he did yeah which is how he got to direct this apparently yeah. isn't it um, yeah yeah so this I'll start this time as I was the uh, main after cook for this. Um, yeah, this was an odd film in the sense that it was completely terrible and it wasn't even like very funny terrible. It was just a car crash from start to finish. Yeah. Where at every stage you just thought, why? What? Why is this happening? <laughs> What? Well, why are you watching it, or why are you? Why well, I mean, well, that as well. It? But like, why? <laughs> in terms of everything, in terms of the plot, they don't yeah. really explain much of what's going no, on. No. For instance, did you know that the city is a grid-shaped city? Did you know well, that? They keep calling it the grid, it's like called... it's a Tron sequel or something. Oh, that's li- what they meant by that, was it? Yeah, it's okay. literally a grid, and there's meant to be coloured zones to it. I've only learned this from reading the the um, essay I linked last time about it. Right. Um, I yeah, the whole thing. I, the, yeah, <laughs> I don't know where to start really because it's just so. It's such it, a mess of a film, yeah. isn't it? It's just like I mean, this it it the weird from the start. It's kind of strange in that it it starts with an opening crawl that has bullet points on it. <laughs> which <laughs> yeah. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, in which they that, spoil yeah. what would have been the only sort of plot point as yep. to who the real villain is by telling yep. you straight out: this is the villain's name, this is his plan. So when he turns up, you're like, that's the villain. Um, even yeah. though the script... I mean, I guess if that didn't give it away, the villain's, like, office is this, like, sort of... Um, what's his name, the guy on there, Inspector Gadget? Claw? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like evil lair. Dr. Claw. Um, yeah. yeah. Dr. Claw, yeah. Um, yeah, and at the centre of it all is Whoopi Goldberg, who, as we mentioned last time, <laughs> was only here... Was there to due, due to li- Yeah, due to litigation... <laughs> Which is clear because she is just could not give a shit. And, <laughs> she she she's uh, a and good. She's a professional though. She gets through it. Do you know what I mean? She's. I think she did all right. I, I, I think it her made me appreciate her more than I ever have before. I think some scenes she's more engaged than others. Yeah, is a polite way of saying it. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then the main character Theodore X, who just I can only guess. Gifts. 
They must have just let the guy go in a booth and improvise over the shots. That's the vibe I got, because he's always talking over people. He's constantly yeah. mumbling to himself. He just talks all the time, doesn't he? It's really odd. Yeah. Like he's like, oh, I'm going to put some clothes on, going to get on here, going to go over there, you know. As though they've got no faith to understand what the character's doing. Yeah. Yeah. He takes forever to do everything as well because he's in a fucking suit. Yeah. Yeah, he's, you know, then when they go, he's not a detective. That's because you can barely fucking walk, you know. <laughs> this is why you're driving this tour car around because you're not really a functioning member of society, are you? This big, useless dinosaur. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just, yeah, I don't know. Um, Alex. <laughs> well, I think that, that, see, what is so odd about it is it's the mix of a kind of, like, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, like, a kind of cartoon kids film with these strangely, like, there's a very lot of, like, religious messages in it with all, like, where he's like, oh, I can, I don't like fossils because it's my ancestors. And they, when they have the funeral yeah. <laughs> for the thing and, and then there's this whole level of, oh, he's like a, a recovering carnivore, he's trying to eat well, Dinosaurs only drink clean water. It's got this weird kind of really yeah. preachy messages in it. And, the, you know, the ultimate message is whatever your dream is, you can achieve it. Because look what Theodore Rex did. He became a cop, <laughs> you know, so you can do it too. So, but I think actually, because reading, it was really dark. The original plot was quite dark, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. And when you, yeah. when you, if you take apart some of the elements, so the idea that this mad genius has created dinosaurs for some reason they've just let him do it he's then set them up in this part of town where they're like a freak show and Theodore Rex is this kind of PR stunt of like oh look dinosaurs are alright it really what is I think there's a lot of in, some, it, the way it does that thing a lot of good sci-fi films do where they just throw things at you like like ideas they just go look this is the world get on with it you know it exists just yeah. get on with it and there's that's what good science fiction does but it, this isn't good science fiction and I think that, like I say, there's some interesting ideas that in a much darker, perhaps even, dare I say it, Chris, even in a cartoon, could have been realised really well. And it could have been this kind of noirish kind of freak show film. No, this but, should have been a cartoon. Yeah, exactly. I think yeah, a the cartoon, only way you get a dinosaur detective to work exactly, is a cartoon, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But it was still funny because it's just so crazy. I mean, like some of the lines where the, the bit where he's like, oh, there's been a dino side. <laughs> It's the first ever dino side like that. And they're like, what? And then yeah, and when Whoopi Goldberg's like, I don't want to work with him. And they're like, oh, you speciesist. What's wrong with you? You speciesist like that. There's some pretty <laughs> fucking hilarious like lines. But all I mean, as far really as co- poor writing in it, though. Yeah. Well, they just had that tail, didn't they? They basically based every joke around. He has a tail yeah, he and he hits someone. people with it. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty much. The- I'd like to see like a director's. I'd like to see a director's cut where they cut out all the fart jokes and tail jokes, and it'd <laughs> yeah. be about two seconds long. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, um, Chris, did, how, did you enjoy the film? There's bits in it I did enjoy. Right. I did enjoy dinosaurs, and yeah. I did enjoy <laughs> I, like that club, that nightclub with dinosaurs in it. I that was want strange. to that franchise was, yeah. that club. <laughs> I. If there was a club that you could go to which was dinosaur themed, yeah. it would go fucking crazy. Dressed in French maid outfits. Yes. Like, Literally <laughs> the barman. Yeah. The barman every like yes. You know what was awful um, that when they, they they did the same joke twice where you know where the one burps at the bar and she looks oh, at him. Yeah. Cut away, yeah. come back, burps again, looks back at him yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, wasn't funny I, the first time. I agree with you about the improvisation bit because that scene where he just starts doing weird impressions of like Arnie and Stallone and stuff like that—that that feels like it just feels like oh, they God, just went, yeah. "Oh, we oh, better, God. we better fill this." So Third can you do? Yeah, can you do some about. impressions? Perhaps like that was awful. What that was that was scene it? where he would? He went to get some new clothes. It's morphing, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the woman's just putting random shit on him. Yeah, and, and Buffalo was like, he needs to be a detective. Yeah. She's working the police department. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The police you know, department. What was, she, what was she doing? Just sticking about. But as yeah. far as I can realise, he comes out with the same clothes as what he went in with. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't look like yeah. a detective at all, does he? He's no. got like a hoodie on. No. Yeah. Is that what. It looks yeah. like an it looked like an IKEA. He's going into cover, right? Department. He still looks like a fucking dinosaur wearing clothes. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Um, um, I my like highlight the... of the whole film uh, mm-hmm. was uh, when Whoopi Goldberg is going to this little um, this child's basketball game. Was it basketball <laughs> yeah. or hockey? Oh, hockey no, hockey, it? like street hockey. Um, yeah. yeah, that was it. Street hockey for, for reasons we don't know why she's friends with him. Um, something to do with his dad. But she turns up to the game by driving her garbage truck into the middle of the <laughs> playing field yeah. and just gets out with this dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I loved as well because no she's parking gives, outside for Whoopi. <laughs> she doesn't even give her that like badge holder. And then there's that really random scene yeah. later on where she just hears the voice of him going, It's a badge holder. Like that. And he yeah. she like smiles. It's like what, we remember what it is. It's not that long a film, like yeah, no, he was he was a really odd. That was a really odd, bodged on character. Like, yeah, and she was a cyborg, yeah. wasn't she? That wasn't she. I, I can't remember what the suit was, whether she was because she was downloading things into her head. She gets tuned up, doesn't she? Yeah, that place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was. I re- mentioned that a few times. It just wasn't yeah. ever read. Re- nothing was explained. Really, nothing was explained. No, no, not at all. I liked how. Um, as well, there was like the hollow, was it like the hollow fax, the hollow cam and the hollow phone? I like to think that maybe like hollow was like the kind of apple of that future, like alternate reality. They just like owned everything. Yeah. You had to get a hollow phone. Oh, everyone's got the new hollow phone. <laughs> it's the 5.1 hollow phone. We better get on that. Oh, the 90s. The 90s was. Uh... So, I mean, basically, the long and short of it is. The sets look quite expensive at times because oh, it, God, I think yeah. it was the most expensive like was Direct it the most expensive movie thing? Time. Yeah, yeah. yeah anyway yeah. 35 million dollars it cost to make anyway long short of it is if it wasn't for Jurassic Park and how popular dinosaurs were in 93 this mm. wouldn't have been made in 95 so we got Jurassic Park to blame for this um well actually also weird enough the, you know the way that it is the dinosaur from dinosaurs the it's film the same, must be the same artist no, no, it's not. The, the film was meant to come out in 1989 oh, yeah. before Jurassic Park and, of yeah. course, current with the sitcom. Yeah. And you think in that environment, it wouldn't look quite as bad as it does post-Jurassic Park, would it? No. Um, yeah. And you can see probably why they're going for it more then. Yeah. Um, well, it might probably got canned as an idea. Jurassic Park came along and they're like, That's, we need to do a dinosaur thing, a cheap dinosaur. Well, not a cheap dinosaur. Well, we need to get a dinosaur thing out. You, well, you should read the... Um, the, they must the, not have made the money back. Thirty-three million. No, they didn't. Well, the all history is really interesting. On yeah, uh, is it on sl- a slash dot? Is it? I can't yeah, remember. no, I read. Yeah. Basically, yeah, some great quotes. In funding that. fell apart, and and there's an Italian, a rich Italian uh, pharmaceutical company. The son of the owner uh, fancied himself a filmmaker and basically finances himself. Yeah, right. and that's why it got made because he stepped in and said, "Like, I'll, I'll finance it." Um, the Italians were involved. That explains a lot. 
Did yeah, you read that? Nice. There's that the quote about the effects. The guy that Stefano Ferrari, the producer, the financier, yeah. said. Uh, we hired con- we hired uh, the, the people we hired to construct the suits and machines and mechanical things. They were top notch for 1989. Fast forward to 1994 <laughs> when CGI started evolving very quickly and we were out of the game. In fact, I remember going to Cannes and seeing the premiere of a movie called Dragonheart, which used CGI. And I remember sitting there in the audience and saying to myself, "We're fucked." There's <laughs> <laughs> so a really good quote from as well. So I'll just find it. Um, I love the idea of them just thinking, "Yeah, this is cutting edge," and then like, "Oh yeah. shit!" Like this is. Here, so... Here's another great quote from Stefano. He's really good for a quote. Um, yeah. If this film had made hundreds of millions of dollars, then most likely all this would have been forgotten. Is in like the, the way it was made. Um, but the fact that the film was a failure obviously augments that and makes all the things I'm talking about to you a central piece. But even so, that does not take away from the fact the film was an actual piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, mad. Yeah. It's yeah. Mad. Um, someone else, I think the guy who played Theodore X mentions that he actually gets negative royalty checks from it. From his <laughs> house, which I don't know how that works, but... That's pretty um, good. What, they want money off him? <laughs> yeah. And he yeah. says that he's... Because he gets... What is he saying? Um... um Sometimes I get royalty, like $1.27 for this movie. But sometimes the royalty statement is negative, and I feel like someone's going to come take my house and take my money away. <laughs> he, he also said, yeah, Bruce Lanoil, head puppeteer, I was less concerned with tone than actually getting the animatronics to work. When I first arrived on set, the controls weren't working. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. It's just a mess from top to bottom, isn't it, really? Yeah. Um, I actually think some of the dinosaurs look really good. I started I mean, for to the, think for in what that they are. Style. I think if I was a, if, if 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 I was an animatronics guy or like a puppet guy and I made yeah, them, yeah, I, yeah. they'd be on my showreel. They're pretty yeah. cool. No, in the club scene, I actually I was thinking, am I going mad? I actually think these look some of these look all right. And I thought, am I having some kind of seizure because this film is so awful? But no, I agree. I think some of them weren't, <laughs> weren't too bad. It's, I like yeah, how yeah. there's a massive like uh, variety in them. Like they could have just cheaped out and just had like a couple of dinosaurs, but then they went into this bar and there was just tons. <laughs> It's great. No, totally. the, yeah. the money was insane. How much money they spent? Just yeah, the sets and the costumes and just yeah. No, it must have just been nuts. Like yeah, mm. they should make a documentary about it, about the making of that film, and get Whoopi Goldberg to talk about it because she obviously won't. Yeah, I mean, she hasn't, has she? I, I couldn't no. find. I've, I searched for probably longer than I watched the bloody film to try and find any anything from her and I can't find a single thing that she said about it it's just um, very strange the Whoopi Goldberg like she wanted to back out but then she was sued and well, she has to do it the quote they have is she's, the quote they have in that article that they they quote her saying maybe in 10 years mm. you and I can have a cup of coffee and laugh about this but you've made my life a living hell and I hate your fucking guts that was the quote she said to like the <laughs> producer guy. but it's been more than 10 years Whoopi come on like talk about it now get over it you know get over it yeah <laughs> she came out of it alright she got 7 million cash yeah yeah she's ridiculous isn't it yeah <laughs> <laughs> She, she didn't get this. negative royalty checks. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of the few films on this list that I kind of think people really just need to watch to understand. You can't even really talk about it. You can't really explain it, can you? It's so odd. No, totally. No. It, um, it dif- yeah. Yeah, because the the trailer gives you the idea it's a bad film, but it, it you is don't a kids' the- film, probably right. So we're probably you know if you were a kid, you probably I don't know. I don't think it is. Though. This, it's, it's quite. 
I thought he was going for sort of a Batman Returns sort of vibe with the it, like, it was very lighting ba- and stuff It was like very that. stupid Batman, you know, like uh, yeah. yeah, George Clooney, Clooney era Batman. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that that henchman and they're weird. Yeah. Like um, I don't know what they're meant to be. Those characters who were working for that henchman, the weird like dreadlocks, like, like evil clones. Things, is that what they were? <laughs> yeah, they're like weird clone things, weren't they? Like that kind of body yeah, strange harvesters. Voice, yeah. Yeah, no, they were weird. And the stupid yeah. English woman that's from Buffy, she was terrible, his assistant. Oh, God, she's yeah. awful, yeah. Really mm. awful, yeah. But well, yeah. Uh, why, had the, why had the world in that film allowed that man to have all that power? He had two of every animal, didn't he, in, in, his, in his big building? <laughs> yeah. And every yeah. plant, wasn't it? Every plant, every animal was in that building he had? How had he got that? It, we just, they just allowed him to do all this experimentation, like... You know, because they're extinct everywhere else, weren't they? Because that raccoon turned up, didn't it? And they were yeah. like, "Oh, we've got a raccoon." So they're just now. happy with him making it, just like, "Oh, well, thanks." Like, it's just like, "Oh, it's so odd." So yeah, odd. yeah, so odd. Because also the, the the idea that he made the dinosaurs and it was some great thing, but they were basically living in a ghetto, weren't they? And they weren't allowed proper jobs, and that was yeah. why Theodore Rex was, <laughs> was weird. So, like, what what did he achieve other than like making the welfare system struggle more? Because you got to support these dinosaurs who are useless. Yeah, and he didn't even make dinosaurs like. Richard Hammond made dinosaurs that you want to go and look at in a zoo. He just made talking human sized cast dinosaurs. Yeah, <laughs> wisecracking club, club. He watched a sitcom dinosaurs and said, I want, want some of those to be real. Yeah. No, he watched, he watched The Fresh Prince of Bel Air, then he watched Jurassic Park, and then he put yeah. them together. <laughs> yeah. No. Insane. Yeah. Um, have either of you seen the sitcom dinosaurs recently? No, I, but I'm going to. I watched a clip of it's, it and uh, it looks really, terrible. It's really it's awful. Mad. Um, <laughs> do you remember how it ended? The asteroid hit the dinosaurs. Yeah, they they, they go extinct. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I remember They're reading extinct, about that. Yeah, which I love. That's a it's quite a difficult yeah. to find because you can't just put dinosaurs into YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> because if, if you want it, Chris, I have got the whole the complete run. If you'd uh, yes, if you well, want to copy. point me in that direction. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Right, so I think that's I remember enough. the opening bit, oh. like he's walking through the. There's yeah. like a pre-crawl, isn't there? Like he's walking back from work. It's like the Flintstones, it, isn't it? It's it's basically the Simpsons in rubber suits. It's terrible. Like all the characters are Simpsons. Um, sort of. Were there parallels. famous voices on it? Comedian voices. Um, no. I don't know. Let's let's Google it. I mean, sadly, they didn't make a film, did they? So we're not going to get to rate. <laughs> <laughs> Dinosaurs TV show, but if only. Um, you think they had the suits lying around, and that's why what like made them do this. It, I don't know. I don't know. I think they, they, they were, there were four series of dinosaurs. That is insane. It's <laughs> uh, great. Um, I don't recognise any of these names: Stuart Pankin, Jessica Walter, Jason Willinger, Sally. Str- oh, Sally Struthers. That's a. Uh, oh yeah, she's some, isn't she? Yeah. Uh, yeah, a very odd thing. Also not very good, but better than... Family um, sitcom, yeah. There was a baby in it, wasn't there? None of the dinosaurs were the same species, which was weird, being in the same family in that program. Yeah, yeah, they were all... <laughs> it's very, the whole thing was very strange. Anyway. Again, uh, if you're into dinosaurs and you're a kid, like, you can look up what species they are, you go, oh, he's a Truodon and he's an Allosaurus and, you know... Yeah. I mean, it's got, it's got everything I needed. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Yeah. Right, let's rank this. Um I'm gonna say uh <laughs> uh thirty seven above Transformers below Divergent. Um Chris? 
I am going to put this... Uh, hold on, just pulling up the master list. Where do you want it, sorry? What was yours? I said 37. Above Transformers, um, below Divergent. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'd go. I'd go with that. I would say above yeah. Divergence because I found. I might di- even go below Transformers. Actually, <laughs> no. I think above Divergence because Divergence, they knew what they were doing when they made Divergence, and I find that so annoying that they deliberately made yeah this okay, kind yeah. of marketing yeah. thing that was yeah. oh look teenagers will buy this. Theodore Rex was just a car crash, and there was some. There's a lack <laughs> they, of control. They were thinking kids would like this. Kids I don't would know like what. This. I don't they know were what. doing it for the same reasons. Maybe dinosaurs. I think, kids would like it. I think it was just a hideous mess. <laughs> I think above divergence, but yeah, that's as low as it. Yeah, no higher than that. Yeah, I'll take that. I don't think it needs to go straight to the bottom. No. 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 I mean, yeah. It's still, it's more watchable. Well, I said it. I fell asleep. Scanner <laughs> Darkly, else. the makers of Scanner Darkly. <laughs> Actually, yeah, um, I feel sorry I for them. I forgot to ask. Right, so I did fall asleep, and um, when I woke up, I kept. I was kind of half waking up. There's like a tiny little blue thing in a suit. Is oh, that in the film? Yeah, yeah. That is in the film. It wasn't like a fever yeah. dream. That's when they go to the. Uh, that's when they go. Sorry, I've written it down. Uh, where is I've got, got it in my notes what it's was the, that thing it's in the ninja district do you That's transcribe the, the whole film well with Alex, Theodore when you, when you well, with, Theod- <laughs> with Theodore Rex you're not going to get the quotes are you so I had to write them down uh, so that's, <laughs> that's true. It's when they go and see the toy maker who is uh, Dragon Tail Dead Storage Company somewhere in the ninja zone uh, sorry ninja grid it's in the ninja, ninja grid zone. and uh, as right. I said before in techno kill circles he's known as the toy maker and he'd made those weird things to run his dead storage centre, which seemed to store the dead... Oh, see, I missed all of that. Yeah, it was dead people who they were waiting for technology to bring back to life because they could make dinosaurs out of DNA but not bring dead people back to life in this film. Right. Mm. More okay, questions. Yeah, no, I, well, I, I yeah, slept through all of that and then woke up to this little blue-suited <laughs> dude. And then there was another little creature that died or something at the end of that. Yeah, the flying like thing. Yeah, they're all weird toys made by the by the uh, the guy. You remember the beginning of the exploding butterfly? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So that was the the exploding butterfly was made by the toy maker in the Ninja Grid, uh, and they tracked down. Right. Yes, I remember that bit. So that was their their way of finding out who the baddie was because they didn't read the opening crawl with the bullet points like we did. Yeah, I'm with you. (laughs) <laughs> right. No one else um, is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's enough for this week. Um, if you want to get in touch, let's uh, first of all say where that was. So we've put in, we've put Theodore Rex in at number thirty-six. We have put Lost World in at number fifteen, and we have put Journey Center the Earth in at number thirty-one. So we're back up to thirty-nine films again. Um, so. <laughs> Considerably and worse films than the ones we took off. Correct, yeah. <laughs> but rated fairly, and that's what it's about. Yes. Even if you yes. did fall asleep, which technically means we that's should all watch Theodore Rex again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's true. Fuck you. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. That's my master plan all along, that was. <laughs> right. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch, we are at sciencefictionratingsystem.com. Uh, um... Email address is um, mail. No, is science fiction rating system at gmail.com. You can comment on the, that, on the website. How did that co- correspondence go with 
that guy who was in Afghanistan? We've heard nothing more, I'm afraid. He, uh, oh, he's not. Let me just check again. But I think all communication has been cut off. Um, let me just that's, check. That's a shame because that sounds promising. Um, no, sadly, uh, no, no stuff. I have, I have some people I've been in touch actually this week and had said nice things. Um, nothing to broadcast. Yeah. I don't think. Okay. Uh, <laughs> nothing um, broadcastable. No, <laughs> it's a string of expletives. That, uh, too rude for this podcast. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so get in touch there. We're on Twitter on SF Rating System, and Alex doing a great job of putting some um, alternative posters there. You can have a look at. Mm, uh, good stuff. Uh, we're on Instagram at Science Fiction Rating System, and we'll have a Facebook page soon. So I'm going to do one because people keep saying I should do one, so I'm going to do one. But for now, we're all going to do one. Well, what's next um, week, though? What's next week? Oh, sorry. Yes. So uh, next week, well, why, Alex, why don't you tell the people at home? Next week, we're going back in time, not to the time of the dinosaurs, but to the time of 1987. So it's 1987 movies. We'll have a preview show. I've been tasked to do a quiz, which I'm quite excited about. Yeah. So, yeah. What, what what films will they be? So many great films came out that year. What could they be? We'd like to hear well, what there are the a best, lot of good films. films. Yeah. Weirdly, we've already had two films from 1987 in the list. Um, Inner Space and Spaceballs. So, so we won't be doing them again. Not, not a good year, then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure these films will be better than those. Yeah, perhaps. We'll see. Um... Yeah, so join us next week for the preview show to find out what those are. But for now, for the science fiction rating system, I've been Sam Draper. I've been Chris Redding. And I've been Alex Humphrey. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>